Hey, fearless fundraisers, I'm Don Lego. It's time to buckle up again for a new episode of Raise Nation, the one and only podcast made to inspire fundraisers like you continue making impact in our communities, building better tomorrows, and exchanging ideas. So whether you're a trailblazer or seasoned pro, you'll pick up the trends that transform your fundraising. And together we'll dive into lively conversations and chat with industry leading fundraisers and thought leaders to explore those hot button issues and innovative ideas. So stay with us for the next 30 minutes while we inspire you to embrace the future of fundraising. All right, let's get going. Such a great guest I have for you today. I'm pleased to share um, this special Raise Impact series. Um, We're chatting with expert authorities about achieving fundraising success. So in this theory is series, consultants, thought leaders, authoritative voices share the 411 on just a wide range of fundraising topics. So if you're a fundraiser, uh, sit back, relax, or go ahead and get that power walk in or a little ride on the elliptical or your Peloton. Um, But please listen in to some really expert um, and actionable advice that just might come in handy to help you further your mission. So today is my pleasure to introduce one of my colleagues, Stacey Ingstrom. I get your name wrong, Stacey. I messed it up again. Oh my goodness. Help me out here. What, what, let's, you know what? Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, thank you so much, Sean. I'm Stacey Ingstrom. I am a consultant, event manager, and customer education specialist here at One Cause. So I'm excited to join you this morning. Event manager, customer education specialist, and what else do we do here? Consultant. Oh, yeah, (laughs) consulting. Well, you know, I feel like consultants have had such a... um, extra burden um, the past two years because um, there's that word hybrid, right? That's just like, what does that mean anymore? You know, and it means so many different things to so many different people. So you really had a lot of pressure navigating, you know, okay, I want to do a hybrid event. Okay, let me help you. What what does that mean to you? And (laughs) how do you define hybrid? And, you know, it's just, it's, it's in person, it's virtual, it's online, it's watch parties, it's live streaming. It's, it's, oh my gosh, you know, the it's, events just don't look like events anymore. It, it runs the gamut for sure. Um, well, I'm super excited to dive into some deeper conversations and you and I had a chance to speak um, a few times, you know, prior to this um, podcast episode, you have such amazing, engaging ideas and um, I'm super happy to share them with, you know, the, the community and just do some idea, idea sharing here. So what do you got for us? What are you seeing? What's trending? What advice can you offer? Um, let's hear it all. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Sean. And you know, you're so right. Events look completely different than they did two years ago. I mean, it's a completely different fundraising world, right? It was, everything was kind of turned on its head. Um, you know, the really fun, if I can say that part about this has been the fact that we don't have a cookie cutter formula anymore. You know, most galas all looked very, very similar two years ago. And now, like you you said it, anything, anything is fair game now. You know, you can have a fully virtual event, which is what we saw a lot of, you know, early on. Um, and now that things are a little bit more stable. We're seeing a lot more folks getting back into the ballroom, which is so exciting. And then just like you said, we're also seeing a combination of those two in that hybrid event space. And just like you said, also, it it really can be 
as um, as intricate or as simple as you want. That's what's really fun is that hybrid could mean a lot of different things. Um, so we're just seeing a lot of creativity from our customers. Well, yeah, well, you know? We want to hear about that creativity. <laughs> you know, the thing with the hybrid, you know, I, I, I almost don't like the H word as much as I don't like the P word, the pivot word and the H word. Like, yeah, pivot and hybrid. I kind of want to take them out of my, my dictionary altogether. But the problem that I see with the hybrid is you're really running to events because you have to engage to audiences and, you know, you don't know where you're, greatest donors are. They could be sitting at home for one reason or another. And it's not just your greatest donors, but a bunch of smaller donors add up to, you know, you, you, you want to yeah. be inclusive of everyone and however people supporters can help, right. You want to engage them, um, meet them where they are. We've been hearing so much of that. So what, what ideas do you have out there? Because I don't know, you know, I run, I run a nonprofit with my daughter, Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Many people know that about um, me and and Alyssa. They probably know Alyssa better than me at this point, (laughs) but like we've done it. It's hard. It's hard. What what do you got? Give us some good ideas. All right. So there are a lot of moving pieces and I'll just explain maybe the simplest hybrid solution is, you know, well, let me back up. The first thing you want to think about if you're thinking about a hybrid event is where is your primary audience? Just like you said, are most of your donors going to be in person or are most of your donors going to be at home? Or is it a 50-50 and you really want to prioritize, you know, one or the other? So as far as any hybrid, if you want to go simple, you could go with just a pre-recorded program for those at-home guests and maybe really focus on auction. You know, maybe those at-home guests are really going to be driving up your silent auction and really participating with that. And then your, you know, in-person element can really focus on the fundany, the live auction, and more of the in-person uh, elements, you know? So you just really want to think about your audience and don't take, uh, just because you went to a different event with a different organization and it was hybrid, don't take that as the rule because you really want to customize everything to what makes the most sense and what's going to, um, you know, be the best for your audience. That being said... When you do have any hybrid event, we really want to make sure that those at-home guests are having a great experience. Um, you know, the in-person element is a little bit easier because everyone is there in person and you know, with each other. But at home, we really want to make sure that we bring those people into the event as well. We don't want it to be an afterthought. Yeah. Um, and there are ways that you can do that, even if it is like a pre-recorded at-home thing. You know, one of the things that I have seen and this could be live or it could be pre-recorded. We have seen some really creative ways that people have pre-recorded elements uh, from guests that aren't going to be there in person that makes it really interactive. One of the things that we've seen that I really love is think similar to a kiss cam that you would see like at a sporting event. Um, you know, cam. Yes. So maybe you have some folks that aren't going to be with you in person on event night, um, or maybe it's a watch party situation where you have a lot of different watch parties at home and you can maybe take a part of your program in person and really highlight all of those at-home folks. So maybe the camera goes live to these watch parties so that everyone at the watch party says hello to everybody. Um, Or maybe it's just, you know, families watching at home and you have somebody that is controlling maybe a Zoom webinar feed and it's just saying, okay, everybody be ready, have your camera on if you want us to highlight you. And then it randomly selects some people at home just to wave to the at-home guests and say hi. 
Um, so so what is a watch really- party? A watch party? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what is that? Oh, my gosh. So a watch party, I don't want to say hybrid too much, but it's almost like a hybrid. Okay. <laughs> so it would be sort of a small, small group. It's usually 10 or less folks that all gather at maybe one person's home and okay. they watch the virtual program all together as sort of a little mini group. Um, and still they can participate. So it's like an event within, it's like an in-person exactly. event within an event. Exactly. Okay. So you have your venue here and you have yep. your two, three, 400 people yep. here. And then you have these pockets of smaller groups here and, and, and they're having their food and fun and, and, and yep. whatnot. Oh, wow. It's a great way to maybe engage some supporters or donors or people that are saying, Hey, what can I do? I can't come, but what can I yeah. do? Well, would you be comfortable hosting 12 people, you know, at exactly. your home type thing? Exactly. Oh, that's a lot cool. Of times it's somebody that maybe would have bought a table and isn't able to make it, or maybe they just are, you know, they'd rather have the watch party at home for safety reasons. And so instead of buying that table, they pay for a watch party sponsorship. And sometimes that includes some, you know, food and drinks being delivered the day before. And so everything is all set up for a tiny little party at home where everyone is having a lot of fun. Um, and that's what I mean. There, there is no rule of thumb with these hybrid events. You can be as yeah. creative as you want. And then that's another revenue stream, another sponsorship yep. opportunity. Um, exactly. Oh, great. And it's kind of like, you know, the camera spans. Oh, I get it. The kiss cam. Yeah. I yep. get it now. Like when you're at a sporting event and the and the jumbotron, like, you know, <laughs> exactly. I just watched yep. a reel with like um, Justin Bieber and somebody doing like a little <laughs> dance. Right. It's like cut to the to cut to the exactly. audience kind of thing. It's just the audience is not there. Oh, I love that. Exactly. OK, I got it. I got it. Even say hi, or like I said, some of these clips have been pre-recorded too, which is really fun. Also, so you make like a little montage ahead of time for everybody that couldn't make it there, and it's their chance just to say hi to everybody. Um, you know, it's it's a really great way to bring that at home experience in the room, so that okay. they're a little bit more connected. Okay, I like it. Kiss, kiss cam. Okay, very good. All right, what else you got? These are good. These are good. What else you got for us? All right, so. Similar, it's a similar concept, but it's something that maybe we see just during cocktail hour, for example. So you would have what we would call maybe a virtual cocktail hour. So while you're in person, folks are all mingling and you know saying hi to everybody. Maybe you have a spot in the room with just a laptop, and we would recommend maybe a host also sitting there with the laptop that can pull folks over and say, "Hey, do you guys want to say hi to the folks at home?" And then everybody at home is viewing, and they can say hi and just kind of chit chat. It's a little bit more informal and less planned, mm-hmm. um, but those people at home can say hi to the people at um, at the event, and it's just really a nice way to just bring everyone together once again. Yeah. So, I mean, really it's 2022 technology is pretty easy um, or easy, easier. So these options are available where you can bring the ballroom home and bring home into the ballroom just through a a quick live stream feed. Okay. If you're looking for something like that, we would probably recommend like Zoom webinar. Um, Okay. Zoom webinar is definitely the easiest and it is it has the least amount of lag time for, you know, that's something you definitely want to think about. If you're having any type of virtual component whatsoever that's live, you want to think about that lag time. Um, Zoom webinar is the one that has almost zero, but there are a lot of other great options out there. 
Yeah. Um, um, I was, I was at an event and, and one, I got so excited. One thing, you know, how you have all the different squares on zoom, right? You yes. know, you have, right. Well, they, they f- somehow magically flashed to that. And I got to see my little square. I was so excited. You would think like, <laughs> exactly. What, what was it? But it was nothing, but it made me so happy. Just, ooh, I, you know, and, and as they flashed, I was like, Oh, am I there? And I'm like looking for myself real fast. And exactly. yeah. Okay. I, I'm kind of getting, it that that's pretty cool i'm so sorry (laughs) no no so so i think what i'm hearing is like you're still doing the same elements right there's a live there's a silent there's a fund to need there are raffles but maybe the accent or the emphasis is you're breaking it up a little bit differently so maybe the live auction and the and the 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 fund to need is is now the accent is for the in-person and the silent Mm -hmm. maybe the accent over that is for the 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 remote folks you're still having both and they still can participate in both to whatever degree because your in-person folks might be bidding on the silent auction as well, but you're just kind of, you know, um, accenting it a little bit different, whereas before it was all equal. Right. So I, I I think it's just a little customization, little tweaks there. Very cool. All right. What else do you got? What are you seeing out there? That's hot and trending and unique and clever. Yeah. So let's see, let's talk about the, just the virtual component. Um, Okay whether it's all virtual or whether it's part of a hybrid event, you know, one of the things that um, we really want to focus on with a virtual program is that engagement, right? We want to keep people Mm -hmm. engaged. We don't want them to get bored or, you know, walk away from the screen or anything. We really want to keep engagement up. So either way, you know, you want to think about timing. You certainly don't want it to go too long. Our, Our best way of explaining this is think about the Netflix show, when you are browsing Netflix and you don't know what you're going to watch, if you see anything that is closer to an hour, that sounds like a much bigger commitment than like maybe something. Totally. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) So it's just a little like element there where, you know, if people know that this is going to be an hour and a half, you know, that engagement is going to be tough. But if you tell them like, hey, join us for a quick 35, 40 minute program, then they're like, yeah, that's absolutely doable. That's nothing. I can certainly do that. Um, So you want to think about that to keep that engagement high. And then um, you also could think of some really fun ideas of uh, ways that you can keep people engaged. One of the things that I've seen is offering, just saying like, hey, at this point in the program, you know, uh, we want everybody to just take a selfie with whoever you're watching the program with and post it to our social media. Maybe you can use a certain hashtag, something like that, and then incentivize it with, you know, door prize type you know, incentives, like maybe just gift cards. It's a great way to use up gift cards. Uh, As we're soliciting silent auction items, we get a lot of gift cards. And sometimes those can be a little bit tough. Um, You know, it's hard to get people to pay a little bit. Because it's hard to go over value on a gift card. Who's going to spend 50 for a 20? Yeah, sure. Exactly. So use them in creative ways. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Use those as, you know, hey, we're going to randomly select anyone that posts their selfie to our uh, social media is one. Another, I, this one is a little bit, um, it takes a little bit more planning, but I think it's a lot of fun. This is something that we saw on a mock event that our consulting team held, um, which is just sort of a practice event just to make sure everybody. Sure. We, yeah. For, for our listening audience, we do them all the time, right? Yeah. I mean, at least once a month here at one cause so that we could, you know, test out some new features and make yeah. sure that they're perfect before going to customers. So we're always having mock events. 
we want to stay connected with the customer experience, right? And yeah, we sure the do. The way to do that is that mock event. So one of the groups, uh, it was just so much fun. They had a fully recorded, pre-recorded virtual program. And what they told us at the very beginning was, all right, and this is a winter theme, <laughs> winter theme program. They okay. said there will be a penguin making an, making an appearance several times throughout the program. Keep track of how many times you see this penguin. And at the end, whoever guesses correctly or closest to it, you know, gets a special shout out was really what it was. And even though it was just a shout out, we were all just oh, totally to count this penguin. It was oh yeah, so I'm super competitive. Fun. I would yes. have to count. Yeah, oh yeah. Yes. I oh, mean, that's so fun. A penguin being like 27 times or something. It was a lot, and he would just randomly show up, like in the background, at different sizes, at different points. But you were really watching that program. Um, and it really can just be something as simple as that. You just think, what is going to keep everybody's attention? We want to just, you know, we don't want to be boring. <laughs> Super cool, because I think that there's a um, gamification is great, you know, and, and, and I'm all for gamification. But when you have somebody that's in it just for the prize, is it worth the gamification? But in this particular case, it's gamification, but it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's just cool. You know, like exactly. you're just getting them engaged into the, in, in, in the program, getting them, pulling them in a little bit deeper. I mean, let's face it, even at in-person events, people have their cell phones and they're, right. you know, texting the babysitter, scrolling Facebook, you know, I mean, it's so hard to keep people, um, hundred percent engaged, but that is super cool because it's not all about the prize. It's, it's all about the program and right. little Mr. Penguin popping up here, there and everywhere. Oh my God. How cute. So much Why don't I think of these things? <laughs> well, and you know, all of I'm going to steal that, that one. Can I steal that one? I, I have to Absolutely. steal that one. Absolutely. Okay. All of these also come from our customers too. It's our customers that are so creative, you of know, course. and yeah. we just, you know, get these amazing ideas and pass them along with our consulting team just to make, you know, other events even, even more fun. Um, another one kind of along those same lines with the shout out um, is that you can actually sell shout outs as a, what we call a fixed price mm. package. So in our system, the fixed price packages are anything just that sold as one fixed price like a raffle ticket or a wine pole, anything like that. And you can create a fixed price package for anything, even like a $10 shout out, uh, you know, it, from our current mobile bidding platform, we have what we call ticker messages. So it's just a message that goes across the top of the screen. Normally it is used for, you know, event notifications, like, Hey, the file and auction is closing soon. Mm -hmm. um, it's sort of normally used for communications like that, but I have seen some uh, organizations use them as, Hey, ahead of time, if you want to pay $10, we will say hi to somebody and put that on the ticker message across the screen. Oh my God. Brilliant. I mean, that's just like, you know, my daughter's yearbook or, or like yes. the football program, right? You know, yes. they sell, they sell shout outs. Of course I bought a shout out more times <laughs> than I want to admit, but yeah, I mean, take that same concept again. Why can't I exactly things? <laughs> you know, so I love things good. like that, that are, um, really just pure profit also. Yeah. There isn't any solicitation needed. There isn't any out-of-pocket costs. It really is just a pure profit, uh, you know, item that you can sell. And and it really everybody really gets a kick out of it. It also increases engagement if people are really looking for their name on the screen. Yeah, I love that. Oh my gosh, do you have more? What else do you have for us? Yes. All right. So <gasps> you do, goody. Speaking, speaking of, you know, those pure profits, uh, 
ways that you can uh, enhance your revenue. I saw one, and this could be used for any type of event, whether it's virtual or hybrid or in-person. And this comes directly from the Boulder Humane Society. And the Boulder Humane Boulder, Society. Boulder Humane Society. Okay, big shout out to yeah, Boulder, Boulder Humane Colorado. Society. They get, they, get, they get the golden star for creativity. I can't wait to hear. What do you got? They're some of my favorite clients. They're so much fun. Um, and so they... Because they're a humane society, their event signage every year is hands down adorable. It features all these very cute little dogs and cats. Usually they're wearing little hats. I mean, they are adorable event signage. And this year when I was working with them, um, you know, they shared with me that the way that they choose the dogs and cats to get featured every year, those were a silent auction package from the previous year. So they will set up silent. No. Auctions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Pets, you know, to be featured on next year's event signage. And I will tell you, they are very popular, very popular signage, you know, silent auction yeah. packages. It's similar to, you know, when a school auctions off the parking space, you know, high school parking spaces, those go for a lot of money. Sometimes it's one of the most, uh, you know, most profitable packages that they have. It's a similar way that you can do that, but the Boulder Humane Society found a way to um, make it. And it's very, very sustainable, right? It's something that you can do every single year. And mm-hmm. like I said, there's really very little effort that you have to put into it and no out-of-pocket costs. Yeah, if I had a fur friend, I would want it featured at an event. Right? Oh, and they're just so cute. It's just so much fun. And they're everywhere. It's on their, you know, on their event site and then also on their invitations. Um, I mean, it's really a lot of fun. Um, I just, I love ideas like that, that yeah. are just a win-win for everybody. <laughs> oh, wow. Very cool. Okay. Do you have more? Do you have more? Yeah. So You do. Oh my gosh. You're a wealth of knowledge. We're packing in a lot in this half hour. What do you got for us? Let's see. So another idea that um, is a little more out there. One of the things that we've heard um, some organizations say is like, you know, we've done our virtual fundraiser. We want to just do something a little bit different this year. Everybody needs to say fresh take on an event. Um, and something that's really fun that we've seen is similar to a dancing with the stars type of event. So mm-hmm. it could be a talent show. It could actually be dancing, but this is really fun because it can also be executed in person live, or it can be executed virtually where everybody pre-tapes either their talent or maybe it is a dance. Um, and then what you do is you can set up a separate donation package for each participant. And then the person with the most, you know, you vote by donating for that person that you, you know, thought was the funniest or the best dancer. And then the highest dollar donation package kind of wins the whole event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It ends up just being a blast. It ends up just being so much fun. And it's a great way to get you know, especially, you know, with those schools, getting the principal to do something silly is always, you know, a big draw or, you know, made board members that get up there and do a dance or something. Everybody wants to see that. So that's just a fun idea. If you want to just take a year and just do something out of the box, uh, people have had a lot of fun with that. And it's, uh, it's really, I mean, you really can have people pre-record it at a dance yeah. studio in their basement and, you know, exactly. whatever. I've so, seen both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pre Pretty cool. Um, yeah. So how do you feel like um, are, are nonprofits more, you know, how, how difficult is it to execute some of these events with, with technology? Is it cumbersome? Are we getting used to it? Or is, is it a barrier anymore? 
You know, there's definitely a learning curve, but I will say over the past couple of years, anyone that was maybe a little bit hesitant or shy to get into the virtual space, everyone was just thrown into it, you know? So we're at this really great time where everyone's had one or maybe two, uh, you know, fundraising seasons under their belts already with the virtual element of things. And so what we're seeing... Um, and then on top of yeah, our, the rest of our team is fantastic. Um, you know, so the consultants are really great because they are really there to help you strategize your event, make sure that you're using your software to its full potential. And then if you happen to also have on-site staff coming, the other job of the consultant is to make sure that they have a full detailed plan for that on-site team and that on-site, on-site team will know exactly what to do as soon as they get on-site because of your conversations with your consultant. Sure. It becomes an extension of their team, really. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, and that's how we other, look at it for sure. And then the other part is, you know, I'm also on the customer education team. And, you know, with customer education, um, you know, we really want to take the education, the learning part of the software off of the consultants and into what we call One Cause University. So we offer live trainings every single week. We also offer all of those trainings on on demand. And then we also have a lot of sort of what we call micro courses that are more self-guided. So if there's something you want to learn about, you know, ticketing, for example, you can just go in and just take this little self-guided ticketing course before you get your ticket set up. And it ends up saving you a lot of time in the end. Um, What we hear sometimes is I don't, I'm, you know, I'm a fundraiser. I wear so many hats. I don't have time to sit down and take these classes. But then what we hear from the folks that do is, wow, that actually saves me a lot of time, you know, know. minutes up front. You know how many webinars I register for and (laughs) really intend to, you know, and then, and then I, I regret it if I, if I don't intend, but I just get busy. That's why I love our podcast, right? Because it's anywhere, anytime, multi-channel, you know, bring your kids to soccer practice and listen in and get some great advice, um, you know, from, from people like you. So talk to me about contactless registration. Is it taking over the world? I mean, is that, is that what we're looking at? Is it that is. the, yeah, okay. <laughs> it really is. You know, what's interesting about contactless is I was really seeing, I was seeing supporters asking for contactless pre-COVID. Um, oh. So what I would see sometimes at registration, you know, this is again, pre-COVID. So we were fully ready, you know, be like, Hey, hand me your card. What credit card would you like on file tonight? And I was seeing an increase of supporters going, can I enter it myself? Just because people are more aware and a little bit more savvy about who they hand their credit card to, um, you know, swipers, sometimes people get a little bit, uh, you know, nervous about. And so we would always say, yeah, absolutely. You can always enter your own card. It's extra equipment and extra something to go wrong. So contactless is not a residual effect from COVID. It's, I really don't think so. Yeah. 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 It's just a good practice. Yeah. it just fast forwarded a little bit and made us get there a little bit sooner than I think we would have otherwise, but it was something we were absolutely seeing uh, way yeah. before COVID anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, and I know it's been a hard couple of years and we don't want to keep harping, harping on it and beating a dead horse, but there are some positives. I mean, like, I think it's fair to say, but tell me your thoughts. Like you really can cast a much wider net with just a little planning, leaning on maybe your consultant at one cause, if you are a one cause customer and, and maybe just a little dash of creativity, 
you can have this hybrid event, however you define hybrid, but yet yeah. cast a much wider net. Is that fair? Oh, that I think is one of the biggest things that we've seen that is, you know, could be seen as a real big positive is, you know, with an in-person event in the traditional sense, only people local can go, right? It's rare that, you know, aunts, uncles, you know, family, friends that live out of state, it's rare that they would travel in, you know, to go to this gala. Um, and now with the virtual element, you know, you can really anywhere from anywhere, you can be bidding on the silent auction. If you're going to stream your virtual program or just show the pre-recorded program, they can now participate in something that they were never really considering before because they didn't live nearby. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's a huge, huge, um, huge win, I think. It's just casting that wide net. Yeah, well, I mean, even my mom, you know, um, she was a little bit resistant to a cell phone and I have her on my plan and I got her a cell phone. I don't want my mom and dad driving around without a cell phone. You know, God forbid something happens. And she resisted that. But of course, when COVID hit and quarantine happened, that was her only way to communicate with her grandchildren by text and photos. <laughs> right. so she learned her, her she she learned her smartphone real fast. Exactly. So I think it almost transcends any any generation. And and with that said, with texting, you know, there's op- opportunities there too. Do you recommend um, leveraging you know a texting database? And does everybody get the same message, or do you do some targeting there? Yeah, oh, that's a really really great point. So. One of the things that you can do, especially if you've got the hybrid event, is make sure that your data is really nice and clean so that you are noting who is going to be in person and who will be attending virtually. That is one of the biggest things. So it's just another column. So Mr. and Mrs., first name, last name, blah, 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 all your data points. But, you know, I for in person and V. Okay, so make sure you got that clean. All right. I'm with you. If you happen to be using our software, there's even just a checkbox, you know, attendee or non Um, and attendee in our system means that they will be in person. And then if not, then they still have a supporter record. They just don't have that checkbox. Um, But then you can filter your text messages and your messaging. So what's really great is that the in-person guest would maybe need a text that says something like, hey, this dinner is about to be served. Please take your seats. We don't need to. Oh, you don't want that to go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But something like, hey, the silent auction will be closing soon, you know, get those final bids in now. That is a great one that could go to everybody, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. Um, And then there's other ones that maybe are more appropriate just to go to the at-home folks. So that's that's kind of hard to do on the fly, all that thinking, right? It's hard (laughs) to just put a text message out to begin with, let alone think about is... Can, yep. Is there a way to schedule them or, or is that something like a lot of thinking for me? Absolutely. We always, you know, obviously you can send messages around on the fly. That's definitely possible if you need to. But what we always advise is thinking about these messages ahead of time. And we actually have some resources too for suggested text messages. You can check those out, but absolutely get them in the system early so that you can proofread them and really just, you know, have the wording the way you want so that you're not under pressure while you're while you're typing it in and then you can schedule them if you want to, or you can just send them out on the fly. It's totally up to you. There's a lot of flexibility around messaging with our system. Oh, good. That's good to know. Um, so maybe all of the ones that are 
like in the box canned, you know, are going to happen. Get those all in there, proofread, scheduled, then just have a point person that's just doing some fun things, you know, on the fly. Um, So that that works out um, really well. And I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, resources there. There's just, you know, on on my side of the house, you know, content wise, you mentioned a hashtag earlier. So um, Ephraim um, Ephraim Gopin um, is a wonderful collaborative partner with us. And he has an ebook on onecause.com that talks about hashtag and making sure that you research it. I think the ebook is called um, like the do's and don'ts or social media for nonprofits, but um, it's, it's all the, you know, W questions, the who, what, why, where, and how, and he talks about making sure you research your hashtag and, and, and getting a hashtag that's appropriate for you and, and, and maybe not making any, any errors there, which could be a little bit dramatic with another group using the same hashtag. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's such a great idea. Yeah. So download the eBooks, right? They're free, but talk to me about, um, we, call it one cause university right and you're, yes. you're part of customer education what other resources are out there and available so like i mentioned we have the live trainings and then all of those live trainings are available on demand what's really great though is once you go to the first time you go to one cause university it will ask which platform are you using because we have a lot of different options uh if so you choose the platform that you are using currently and then from there you'll have a whole learning path so it really suggests from start to finish, all the way from an introduction to, you know, everything that you need to know about One Cause, all the way down to the event day and even post-event for like post-event analytics and reporting, things like that. So we really take the customer, regardless of their, you know, skill level, we take you from the absolute start to the absolute finish. Wow, you do all of that? Yeah, it's really fun over there. I guess. Yeah, that sounds fun and sounds like very supported. And that is that all included with with the software? I I mean, I'm getting into sales questions here. I'm so sorry, but I didn't I didn't know we were so robust on the education side. There there are a lot, a lot of options with it. There are a lot of um, like I said, if you're just looking for something really specific, we've got some self-guided courses just for that. Um, And so we really recommend as soon as you, you know, get logged in, get in there and really check everything out. If you do sign up for any of the live trainings and can't end up making it, no problem whatsoever, you'll automatically get an email the next day with a recording of that. So, you know, if you can't make it, you know, no hard feelings, you'll still get the resource. Or people could just come to Raise Nation Radio and listen to you and I chatting, chatting it up. Um, You know, I cannot believe that a half hour slipped by so fast. Your ideas were fantastic. And I bet you're chock full of more ideas. So uh, certainly if you have the pleasure of working um, with my colleague here, you're very lucky. Um, But uh, we'll have her back again. Can, Can we invite you back again for more ideas? Can you keep a list going and we'll redo this, you know, in a couple of, a couple of months. And then you could, you know, that'd be awesome. It's been just so wonderful. So any special shout outs to any of our peers or customers or uh, any last words of inspiration or advice for our fearless fundraisers? Yeah. I mean, I would just, you know, first of all, I would shout out my uh, consulting team and also my customer education team. Uh, If you get the chance to work with any of us, I mean, it's a really fun group. I think it shows that we love our jobs. Uh, We're really just really passionate about it. I love that part of our job is to help you raise as much money as possible. That's, you know, we're all on the same team. Um, You know, so that's really what I would leave you with is just knowing that 
if you work with us, we're on your team. We're trying to help. <laughs> yeah. It's such a delight. You're just always so positive and full of energy and creativity. <laughs> I really appreciate you spending uh, some time with us. So fearless fundraisers, that's about all we have time for today. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's Raise Nation topic and your daily dose of fundraising inspiration. Tune in for a new episode release every Thursday at 1230 p.m. That's Thursdays, 1230 p.m. Eastern time. But in the meantime, be sure to listen to all the episodes on Raise Nation Radio and check out the Raise Impact series for some great tips and actionable advice. Follow the channel that you like best, Spotify, Apple Music, um, Google Podcasts, so you can get the notifications um, about new guests. Fundraisers are doing amazing things to build better tomorrows for our communities. Their stories are awe-inspiring. You won't want to miss a single episode. I would like to thank our sponsor, One Cause, for making this episode possible. One Cause is driving the future of fundraising with easy-to-use software solutions that help nonprofits connect with their donors. And you heard it here today. It's all about that engagement. Be sure to check us out at onecause.com and visit the resource tab on our homepage for a broad catalog of eBooks that you'll find helpful. A huge shout out to and great thanks to my guest, Stacey, for sharing um, that expert advice, that authentic voice and just great fundraising conversation. Thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today, Stacey. Thanks for having me, Don. So um, thank you again so much uh, for this time. That is a wrap. And until our next episode, I'm Don Lego and this is Raise Nation Radio. Stay fearless out there. Mm-hmm.